WTTM 159. It's another WTTM Dream Team episode. Enjoy, everyone. You're listening to the windowtothemagic.com podcast. Brought to you by windowtothemagic.com. Surround yourself with the magic. Hello, and welcome to A Window to the Magic. My name is Elliot. And I'm Adrian. And this week, we will be your guides through the wonderful world of Disney sound experiences. This show is a weekly trip into the world of the Disney theme parks and resorts, and this is the place where you get to use your ears to surround yourself with the magic. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a Dream Team episode of A Window to the Magic. As we begin, we would like to thank Jenna, from the Main Street Travel Company for continuing to sponsor the show. The next time you plan a vacation, call Jenna at 1-800-593-1262 and let her save you time and money. And be sure to tell her Window to the Magic sent you. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I was just looking at old pictures from our trips to the Disney parks. Let me take a look at those. Oh, I remember the old Skyway. I miss that one. Yeah, they've really changed some rides and closed some good ones over the years. Yeah, like for instance, Disneyland doesn't have the original people movers any longer. But they're still at Disney World, but they never got their submarines back. Well, so many things have changed at Disney World, too. Like the beginning to the Living Seas, the Hydrolators. <laughs> the Hydrolators, yeah. And then there's all of Horizons. That was a classic Epcot ride. Even if they don't close them, they change them. I used to really enjoy the old journey into imagination. Remember how I bought my stuffed figment character? He's such a cute little purple dragon with horns. How could I forget? He's sitting right over there. Hey, what's that around Figment's neck? What is that? It looks like it's a pass from the year of a million dreams. What do those letters mean on the card? It says VIP Hopper. Let me see that. The fine print on the back says it stands for Virtual Imagination Park Hopper. I wonder what that means. Well, I think we're about to find out. It looks like you've turned it on. Look, Figment, some new friends have joined us. Can they imagine too? Of course! Imagination is something that belongs to all of us. Maybe if we use our imagination, sort of like Figment says, who knows what this pass will let us do. Oh, this is so exciting. Let me grab Figment and let's go on our adventure. Come on, everybody. Let's go. Okay, here. Let's both hold the card and concentrate on Disneyland. We're about in Disneyland. Hmm, that's a good point. Let's just both think about Main Street USA and Disneyland. Close your eyes. Why do I have to close my eyes? Oh, just do it. Virtual imagination travel is very drying on the eyes. Besides, when we open them up, hopefully we'll be there. Wow, that worked great. We're right here at Disneyland on Main Street, USA. 
Oh, but this traveling has made me hungry. Let's go get some breakfast. Okay, let's go over here to the Blue Ribbon Bakery. The Blue Ribbon Bakery to me is just kind of a favorite spot to stop in. You know, when you're first going into Disneyland, there's a lot of you know, bakery shops and fast food places right outside of the park. But I'm always so excited in the morning just to get inside. It really is a nice place to sit and have something to eat because you can sit right by the window, which is usually where we try to go, and you can see everybody coming into the park. I mean, just in, in droves, you see you know, families and you know, couples and just everybody coming in. It's just so interesting to see everybody, just the people watching, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, it's fabulous and exciting. You kind of try to gauge how crowded the park's going to be that day. Right, how fast, by how fast people are coming in. And the best thing about the bakery is it has really good pastries. Uh, I don't usually eat a lot of pastries for breakfast, but every time I go here, I just really, I treat myself. I like many of their muffins, and they do have a lot of desserts, you know, like cheesecake, chocolate cakes, carrot cakes, which I don't normally get for breakfast. But when you're at Disneyland, sometimes it's nice to splurge a little bit. Now, you like the Mickey Crispy Treats, as I recall. Well, you have to get into the character mode. When you go to a Disneyland theme park, you have to get something Mickey. And I think to start out your breakfast with a Rice crispy Mickey Mouse treat, I think it's just the perfect way to get started. That's right. That with a glass of orange juice or chocolate milk, and I am all set to go and grab my first pass pass. So for me, it's just a perfect way to start the day in Disneyland, is to go through the turnstiles, walk down Main Street, and sit down and have a nice, quick breakfast. So let's see where else this VIP hopper can take us. Well, I'm still a little hungry, believe it or not. How about my favorite breakfast buffet? What, you want to try going there? Why not? Chef Mickey's, here we come. This will be a really good test. We don't even have an ADR, and the place is always booked. Wow, this really worked. We're at Chef Mickey's. We didn't have an ADR, but we actually we have a, a table. table. That's so exciting. Oh, and it's just so wonderful to be back here. Look at the walls. Well, I always like looking around us. You have all the different Mickey figures. I mean, there's no shortage of Mickeys here at all. Everywhere you look, there's some design of Mickey either on the wall or on the chairs and all the fixtures. Chef Mickey's is one of my favorite places to go in any Disney park for a great breakfast buffet. It has everything as far as I'm concerned. It has a great location where you're right near the Magic Kingdom. It has characters walking around and posing and taking shots with you. And it has a really nice assortment of really traditional American-style breakfast. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool because you're there, you're, you're in the middle of the contemporary resort, you're probably just getting ready to go into the parks, and you hear the monorails go by. And so yeah. just like, you know, sitting in Main Street at the Blue Ribbon, you're watching everybody walk in, you're at Chef Mickey's and you keep hearing the monorails go by, and you know they're bringing everybody to the park. Mm -hmm. and so you feel like, oh, it's, it would be like the perfect way to start the first day of a vacation at Disney World. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's an exciting place. I know it is always very crowded. We always kind of joke about having ADRs or advanced dining reservations, but you really do need them for this spot. But it's worth it. I know when I go, I always have the cheese blintzes. You have to have the Mickey waffles. That goes without saying as far as I'm concerned. And then, of course, they have a wide assortment of side dishes, 
very traditional, you know, your sausage, your bacon, pizza for the kids, or maybe the adults too. Like all, I like all the toppings that they have for various things. It's almost like dessert toppings that they have mm-hmm. yeah. you know, for your cereals and things like that. And only at Disney World for breakfast could you do that. So it's a lot of fun. It's a good environment. It just starts your day off perfectly to get you already in the Disney mode before you even hit the park. I think that's very much why it is so popular. Families with children, you have all the characters there. I think you can take all the photo opportunities. They constantly come by your table. I agree, it's just the perfect way to get things started. Well, now that I've had two breakfasts, I think I'm done now. Well, why don't we go into one of the parks now? I know, why don't we go over to Soren? Good idea, let's go. We always like starting off the day there. Absolutely. So I was surprised when I heard that they had put Soren in the land pavilion when it first came back to Disney World, because I thought, where are they going to put it? And then when I heard it was on the lower floor, I thought, what? They're putting a huge ride like that down there? Weren't you kind of surprised when you first heard that? When I first heard they were building it at the land, my thought was, where are they going to put it? Because they couldn't put it in the building itself. It is. I mean, even the structure at Disneyland is very large, and you have a great difference between the two queues. The one in Disneyland, for example, you have a very large outdoor area. Well, it's it's an entirely different land. I mean, it's in the Disney California Adventure in a land called Condor Flats, and the whole theme of that land is that it's patterned after the aviation history of California. And so you go through the queue, and they've got pictures of all these vintage aircraft, things like that, and you look like you're going through an airplane hangar. So it's, it, I think it fits very, very well with the theming of the way it was originally designed. Back at Disney World, it's sort of the opposite. Even though it's a, the, essentially the same ride, it's themed in an entirely different way, then you kind of get a sense that you're just going to be traveling over the whole country. And there's picturesque scenery views of forests and things like that. Uh, but not at all the emphasis on the aviation history. So I think it's very unique how you can take the exact same ride and totally change the theming just by the way you change the queue. And yet the ride experience is exactly the same. I think, too, we usually fast pass this ride. So we're fortunate that we don't have to stay in the queue too long. But I do enjoy, when I was in the queue at Disneyland, how you have the outdoor water that, you know, often spills oh, over. Oh, the rocket booster. Yeah, and that's that's just very refreshing, and it's, it's fun to watch the kids run through Everybody it. Everybody stands under the rocket booster. That's yeah, right. I mean, that, that's just a lot of fun. And then, whereas in the land, they have little games going up on the wall, and right, the land is... we've never been through those because we don't take the standby line very often. No, but it's just, it's also one very long line. It doesn't twist and turn like normal Disney right. queues. This, you, you get in the line, and you see... Oh, my word, you know, I have a long way to go before I get to the end. But then when you do get to the ride, it's well worth the wait. I really enjoy the pre-show for this. It's corny, but at the same time, I think it's it's just a lot of fun. So when you get in line for Soarin', there are three different rows. The ride itself brings you upward, whether you're on the third, second, or first level. One row naturally goes higher, you know, than the other. Uh, do you have a preference as to where you like to be? Well, I think I'd always want to be in the front row because any of the other rows, you, you end up seeing a little bit of feet, you know, 
right. on oh, top of your. Oh, see, I never really, I've never really noticed that. I guess I always look to see if there's people's oh, okay. feet, so you see other people's shoes and things like that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was just conceptually a really interesting ride. I like it too in that it holds a lot of people. You know, it does it does move quickly and it brings a lot of people through very quickly, and it's very cool because it's always indoors. One thing that I always thought was kind of unusual was that they never changed the film to reflect a different location. You know, when Soren came to Florida, I thought, I wonder if they're going to have, you know, scenes of Florida rather than California. Because surprisingly enough, when I'm in Florida and I'm watching Soren, I'm thinking, you know, I shouldn't go on vacation out of California too often because it's just a beautiful state. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they make another movie. You know, like soaring、mm-hmm. over America or something like that, it would make a lot of sense, and I would not be surprised at all if they actually changed the movie at some point in the near future for Walt Disney World. Hello, and welcome to Soaring. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll be getting boarding in a few minutes, but first, I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. When the doors to your flight open, please take a seat and store all carry-on items in the underseat compartment. This includes cameras, purses, hats, and of course, these little beauties. <laughs> Next, fasten your seatbelts, inserting them into the buckle on your right. The smaller aviators don't measure up to the height indicator on the seat. Just put the belt through the loop in the center strap before buckling. Nice work, pal. Soon you will be airborne. So if you or your little aviators have fear of flying or heights, you might want to wait for your party to arrive. Okay, let's review. That is seat seatbelt, carry-on item, safety strap, fear of heights, keep your hands and arms inside at all times. Attention, passengers. We are now ready for boarding, beginning with row one, followed by two, and then three. Welcome aboard.
Soarin' to tower. We are ready for takeoff. So here we go. This is where we go up into the sky. This is where the feet tangle. <laughs> Oh, that first scene where you were just flying over the Golden Gate Bridge. That was awesome. Yeah, the part I like next is where we're flying over a river and you're going over the people in the kayaks. Mm -hmm. I always feel like you just about go right over somebody's head and you can actually kick them in the head. I know. In the beginning, you know, I'm almost, you're almost tempted to pull your feet back. Like, oh, I, I want to hurt them. I think everybody does. You actually watch. If you're in a middle row, you see people actually bring their feet up. Yeah, but now it's, you know, I've, I've taken the ride so many times, I do try to kick them. And, <laughs> but then after that, you know, balloon, you know, balloon ride. And uh, the balloon ride, I've never been up a balloon. It just looks so peaceful and so beautiful from up there. And then, you know, it switches to some beautiful scenes of the California coastline. Oh, this is my favorite scene with the skiers are going down the mountain and one guy wipes out. I'm always watching for him. Oh, do you? <laughs> jumps over to another famous area, Yosemite. Now this one, this scene, to me, is also amazing because every time I see it, I see something new. I see somebody either climbing the rock. Exactly. I see somebody down at the base. I'm always amazed that I, I, we've probably seen this a couple dozen times or and I always find a new detail in that. Mm -hmm. I thought the hang gliders that are coming by us, you know, off to the side is a real, real neat trick. It was because I was thinking, well, where is this camera right now? Is he in another, you know, glider, or where, you know, where exactly is he? And then just as quickly, they jump over to Palm Springs. The golf ball was a nice trick. Oh, that was great! I mean, the first time it came flying at me, I was like, oh my gosh! And then this is, of course, this is the best effect, best effect ever. Maybe we shouldn't even say, but you fly over and it's not totally what you see. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay, but it's a it's an orange grove, and we'll just we'll just say it's a very effective way of seeing, immersing you in immersing the in an experience of an orange grove. <laughs> oh, and there's no mistaking that sound. Yeah, you'll never get a view like this of watching the thunderbirds fly by. And now we're at San Diego Harbor. And that's the USS Stennis right down there. Wow, this is a great angle. And there's a classic shot of people surfing in California.
and then suddenly we are soaring above Los Angeles. I thought this was a cute touch where they have you actually coming in over Disneyland at night when they're doing、uh, their holiday parade.、Mm-hmm. No, that was great. I, it was totally unexpected. I don't know why I didn't think it was going to appear, but it was really wonderful and just beautiful with the fireworks going off at night. And there is a hidden Mickey in this as well. Oh, there's an alert. So that has got to be one of the best rides. I really enjoy it. I think it's nice too, in that children of you know all ages can enjoy it and not be afraid, but still get a thrill, you know, out out of going on the ride. And I'm always amazed at at the very end of the ride. How many times people are actually clapping during this, the end of this attraction?、Mm-hmm. And it's not because the, the attraction's over; it's because they've genuinely enjoyed you know,、um, being on this this ride. And you know, we've been going for how many years seeing this, and time and time again. And I'm sure a lot of these people have been there probably as much as we have. And they always clap. It's it's one of the only times you will ever see that happen. That's not a a live show.、Mm-hmm. No, exactly. It's. It's really, it's really well done, and it's one of my favorite rides, and it's always very popular, no matter which park we're at. Have you been to Disneyland and Disney World, and are looking for another Disney destination? How about making a stop in Disney Indiana? Hi, we're your co-hosts Tracy and Scott. And in this biweekly podcast, we'll take you to Disney Indiana to discuss books, movies, music, theme parks, video games, and whatever else in the Disney verse we feel like talking about. We'll also share audio clips, music, interviews, and other surprises along the way. So if you enjoy all aspects of the mouse, come and hang out with us in Disney Indiana at www.disneyindiana.com. Hey, this VIP hopper is great. Here we are at the Disney Hollywood Studios. This is better than a fast pass. We're right outside Rock and Roller Coaster. Hey, let's go. So, I haven't been on Rock and Roller Coaster, but you have.、Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about it? What's What's the queue well, like? The The queue to Rock and Roller Coaster is probably one of the better themed. Cues for an attraction, and the reason is that it really gets you into the story that actually goes with the ride. You're going through essentially a tour of what's called G-Force Records, and they have you know a couple of、uh, a little showcase area where they show some old recording devices and things like that. And then you go into a recording studio, and what you see is you see Aerosmith recording, and they realize you're there, and they're saying, "Oh, we've got some guests," and they're just getting ready to go off and do their live concert, and their manager comes in. 
Hey. Wow. Hey. All right. Two people. All right. Hey, don't mind us. We'll be finished in just a minute. Hey. Yeah. Hey. What? Hey. What's a hey? Hey. hey. What are you guys still doing here? You were supposed to be at a show. I'm working. Now. I'd like to introduce our lovely manager. Uh, she's oh. usually not like this. Yes, yeah, she's usually worse. I heard that. <laughs> Where is my limo? Good. Okay. Come on, guys. Please get in the car. Sorry, folks. We gotta go. Chris, can you grab my blacklist, Paul? Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't leave these people here like this. We can't? Oh, come on, you know how we feel about our fans. Yeah, that's right. Well, guys, what do you expect me to do? Send them all with you? Wait a minute. I love that idea. How about some backstage passes? Oh, oh. Yeah. Come on. Make it happen. Come on. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. I'll make it happen. Right. Now get right. out of here. Got it. Got I need it. all of you. See ya. Have a nice ride. Bye, Sal. It's me. Listen, I'm going to need a bigger car. Make it a stretch. In fact, make it a super stretch. Great. Excuse me. Okay, folks, what the show is all the way across town, but I got you a really fast car. Okay, wait, it's out in the alley. Hey, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Taxi. And so I really like that sequence because it explains what the story is about, it fits with the theming, and then when you get out to the actual ride area, the roller coaster is actually made to look just like a stretch limo. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it's in the dark, and it's like the back alley of a uh, of a building. So you've gone out the back entrance into the alley oh, of the studio. That's great. Yeah. And you know they've got all the you know cyclone fence and all of that back there. I think it's got to be probably one of the darkest areas for the cast members to work because it it literally looks like it's night there. You know, any time of day because mm-hmm. it's all enclosed. The theming it immerses you right into the story in just about three minutes. I think you already know that you know Aerosmith is going to be center stage in this, and that exactly what your you know kind of role is. You're going to be speeding through Los Angeles, the streets of Los Angeles, to get to this concert in time. And so it makes a lot of sense. You've got this roller coaster designed like a limo to take you there, and it's probably one of the most ingenious storylines to use for a roller coaster that I've ever been on. Now, the one thing we all know about this ride is its dramatic zero to, what is it, 60 mile per hour Just slightly race. less than 60 is miles le- an hour. Less than 60. And, yeah. And it, I know it's at the beginning of the ride. What does that feel like? I think that's why everybody goes. You're starting completely flat, and it just accelerates so fast that it literally takes your breath away, and so much so that unlike a lot of the other roller coasters, the one thing that's, uh, or other rides even at Disney World and Disneyland, is that they snap your ride picture right then at the very beginning of the ride, not at the end when you're going down, let's say, Splash Mountain. Oh, that's funny, yeah. They actually take your picture when you initially just start the acceleration of this ride because they think it catches everybody by surprise how fast you're going to go. And you look at the pictures at the end of the ride and everybody's eyes are wide open and they're all, everybody's screaming and yelling (laughs) and things like that. I think it's, it's interesting and that alone tells you how how fast this acceleration is at the very beginning of the ride. So do you feel like the car decelerates as you're going on, you know, through the ride? Or do you feel like the speed's maintained? You're gaining speed? Oh, you you think you're going that speed the entire time of this ride. It oh, is wow. so okay. smooth, though, as a ride. It's probably the smoothest ride they actually have there. You know, you don't get thrown around a lot at all. 
that's why I can go on this ride, you know, 10 times in a row if I could. Yeah, and what about on the inside? I know it's in a building. Does it, is it still dark as you're riding, you know, on it's the very ride dark. It's, it's like a dark ride. It's essentially like something like Peter Pan or Alice in Wonderland. It's in the dark, and there's not a lot of fine details. They're just sort of things to make you think, okay, you're going through the California freeways and the signs, you know, the, the highway signs and things like that. But it's such a smooth ride, and the acceleration is just so amazing that I think for the first few times I rode it, I didn't even know what direction I was going in because it is so dark. I didn't know if oh, I was wow. going upside down or, or whatnot. You know, there are a couple of inversions, and it's just it's amazing that you can't even tell because it's in the dark. Now, tell me about the sound, the music. Well, is, it's, it's Aerosmith. The whole ride is, is it always the same songs? No, it's, it's a variety of songs, and I've actually heard that it varies from car to car. They actually have different ride vehicles with catchy little uh, license plates and things like that. Uh, and each one apparently has its own sequence of music. And there's usually about two or three different songs that play mm-hmm. you know, during the whole ride. The songs that they select just fit very well with the experience of riding through this. Now, I will say, not having ridden the ride, I hang out We're going to have to make that area. change for you, by right. the way. I hang out in the queue area, and the ride also ends in a store. Right. The way the ride ends is, again, very much still keeping with the theme. They, you know, they could have just ended it right there, and you just get off, and everybody goes into the store. But you get off, there's this little area with a red carpet and all the bright lights. So essentially, you're coming through the VIP entrance for the concert. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then there's that huge video screen at the end that looks like you're right there, right backstage. It really was a nice... They're all, I know they're all taking their bows at yeah. that point. And I think it's just a perfect way for them to tie the story line together. Well, it's a nice store. You know, I will say that. I like how the courtyard out in front also has a little booth area, I'll call it, where I always talk to the people who work there, always trading pins with them because, you know, I'm into Disney pins. And uh, walking in the store... I can wait for people to come off the ride. So many people are so excited when they get off that ride. You know, they say, oh, that was great. I want to go on again. Some of the people get off, and I can tell it was a little rough on them. But overall, I think everyone really has a big smile at the end of that ride, and they seem to really enjoy it. Oh, hello there. So glad you could listen in. I am Jake Thompson, and I host the World for One podcast. It's a weekly podcast all about visiting the Walt Disney World Resort solo, that is, by yourself. Join me each week as I make my way around the parks recording in-park audio, as well as answering your listener emails about visiting Disney by yourself. You can check it out at www.worldforone.org and by searching The World for One in iTunes. This is Jake Thompson saying that you too can enjoy The World for One. Okay, for comparison, let's head over into... Disneyland's California Screamin'. Okay, well, the ride, very much the same, or very similar, I guess. And you start flat, and essentially the acceleration is right at the very beginning, and you immediately go, you know, right up the hill. What is that like? Is it just as powerful as when you're in Rock and Roller Coaster? It doesn't feel like it, and I don't actually think that it is. But I think part of the reason is it's not in the dark. Well, you're outdoors and you're just looking at everything around you, so I think the sense of, of acceleration and speed probably gets diluted out. I think when you take off in the dark, you really have no frame of reference. It's just amazing at the difference it would make, I think, in the dark. So let's talk about theming, the difference between rock and roller coaster and California screaming. 
Well, Rock and Roller Coaster, you know, has a story behind it, which California Screaming doesn't really. Is it just mainly for the ride itself? Pretty much. I mean, there's no actual story. Certainly, there's no、uh, Aerosmith or anything like that, and it doesn't have the little introduction where you're trying to get to a concert. It's essentially a modern, high-tech version of a classic roller coaster. So, when you talk about rock and roller coaster and that story behind it, California Screaming is much different. It's a lot simpler. Is it just as long as Rock and Roller Coaster? I think it's actually longer. Oh, okay.、Um, from, All right. You know what I've read is I think it's one of the longest、uh, roller coasters、uh, Disney has ever built. And there's a couple of you know unique things to it. I mean, there is the inversion loop. Is the, that a hidden Mickey? That's I don't know that it's so hidden. It's <laughs> that's not, not the, very it's hidden. It's probably the second largest Mickey、mm-hmm. on the planet, excluding the old MGM Studios. But that's the the classic loop that everybody sees when they show you pictures of California Adventure. But there's a couple of the, the、uh, at the top of each of the inclines. You see these kind of tubes, and I, what I've been told is that those are what they call scream tubes, so that when people are just starting to go down, you can actually hear the people who are in the car screaming a lot better than in the、oh, open air,、funny. so that it kind of echoes as you're going through this tube down the inclines of the ride. Do you have these tubes in Rock and Roller Coaster? No, no, Rock and Roller Coaster is totally in the open, much like Space Mountain is. Oh, okay. Hey, let me see that VIP hopper. Okay. I want to see if I can change time with this. Change well, time. Let's just hold it and just think about time. Okay. I don't know if this is what I had in mind, but this is unique to Disneyland. Well, you said you were thinking about traveling in time. Where else would you end up? But in front of the small world clock at Disneyland. No, it's true. I've always liked this clock because I always like seeing the little parade of characters come out every 15 minutes, and I think it was probably several years that I had been coming here before I even knew that this clock existed. Because the timing—if you're not there right when it happens—you could easily miss it. Well, it's funny because always when it you know, strikes on the hour, there's always a large group of people, you know, standing around just waiting to see what happens with the clock. I, you know, I enjoy it. I think it's fun to watch. If you have to stand around and be looking for the time, then that's the clock I'd want to be watching.
Well, it's 12.15. You know what that means, don't you? What? You're hungry already? Afraid so. Grab a hold of this VIP hopper. Oh, where are we going now? It's lunchtime. We're going to my favorite counter service. Oh, this card is great. Let everyone know where we're at. We're here at the Flame Tree Barbecue in Animal Kingdom. This is one of my favorite places to come to for lunch. The lines are usually long, but they move along really well, and they have plenty of places to sit. I think that's the best part about eating here, is that they have all these very brightly colored tables and all the different places that you can sit, and I'm sure it could probably serve you several hundred people, but everybody's spread out in all these different little areas, and so you seem like it's almost a very kind of an intimate setting wherever you sit. Oh, definitely. You don't feel like you're in a large, you know, a large building with just, you know, a ton of tables all lined up one after another. Our favorite place to go to eat is right down on the water, and we have a beautiful view of, you can see... It's a little bit of a hike there, always. It is, but it's worth it. And it's so colorful, you know, the tables and the chairs that they have there. The food, the food is the best part. All right, so what are you going to order today, then? Well, the old classic standby is the half chicken. We always seem to get that dish. But you know, I've had the pork sandwich, and it's delicious. It has a nice barbecue flavor to it. So I'm going to go with pork. How about you? I think I'm going to go with the classic half chicken today. So this place really serves up a nice meal, does it very quickly, they have everything set up well, they're kept really neat, it's very efficient, and it's very peaceful. Sometimes when you've had a hectic day, and usually when you're at Animal Kingdom, you're not always there for the entire day, so you're moving around a lot, and it's just a nice place to take a breather without actually having to go back to the hotel, you know, and relax there. So I... I just really enjoy it. It's kind of a little off the beaten path, though it's well worth looking for. Well, we just finished eating again. What would you like to do? How about one of my favorite rides, Buzz Lightyear? Which one? Well, since we're back here already, let's go to the Space Ranger spin first. Okay. Now, this ride has always been a favorite for us, and there's actually quite a bit of difference between this one and the one in Disneyland, which is called the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. But since we're back here at Disney World, let's talk about this one first. Well, this is the first one, and, and probably in of the interactive games, I think it was probably a breakthrough ride in that it allows you to go through and shoot at all the various targets here with a mounted laser gun in, in the ride vehicle. I just, you know, I just love the story itself. I love when you're standing in the queue, you're walking up, and there's Buzz Lightyear trying to recruit you to fight the evil Emperor Zorg. You know, that's just, it's just very cute. It gets you into the theming really fast. It's very in keeping with the character of, of Toy Story. Stand by. Scanners detecting more trouble in Sector 9. No doubt it's the work of that nefarious criminal, the sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance, the evil Emperor Zurg. His robotic army is stealing crystallic fusion power cells. Without those cells, we'll all be powerless and at the mercy of Zurg.
Star Command picked a fine time to send the new recruits. All right, you junior space rangers, listen up. Green Squadron will retrieve the power cells, while the rest of you concentrate on those robots. You'll rendezvous at Planet Z. I will remain here at Star Command to coordinate the mission. Battle stations, report to the flight deck for immediate launch. To infinity and beyond! Now, you're somewhat of a gamer, and I know you really enjoyed this ride when you first got on it. But I have to warn people, there's only two guns, which means one person is going to be stuck doing more steering and shooting than the other person is. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, somebody has to steer. That's right. To get to the optimum target. (laughs) So it's a lot of fun. And actually, we didn't think it would be approved upon until we went over to Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. So let's take a quick trip right now. So now we're here at Tomorrowland at Disneyland in front of Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. This is a great card. I love it. (laughs) And we're going to take a ride now.
thing about this ride is the guns are detached. Right. You can take the guns off the, the ride vehicle and it really opens up a, a, a much better opportunity to be able to shoot the various targets. Now, you were saying at Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, you like the story and, and the ride and all that. And I got to say, the first few times I rode that one, and even this one, that I have really paid very little attention to the actual scenery in the, in the ride itself. I'm too busy concentrating on That's the targets. That's just right. You're looking for your score. <laughs> So I really like the last room at Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster because it's, it's large, you get a chance to kill off the evil Emperor Zerg, and it really gives you a lot of opportunity to get more points rather than just kind of ending suddenly, which the one at Magic Kingdom does. Well, for me, the best part is at the end of the ride, you get to actually look at your score that you've been working on for the whole ride, and you get to see if you actually make it under the top 10 for the day. Yes, and you have made it on the top 10. One time. You know, it, it's an incentive to get you to go back on because you get to the end and you're like, oh, my score wasn't so good. Let's do it again. We'll have to go back again. That's right. That's right. Very competitive nature here. You know, children enjoy the ride a lot. Adults do, too. It's... It's easy, it's relaxing, it's very colorful. It's, uh, it's really great. Well, all this virtual imagination travel has made me tired. I know, we should really go back to a hotel and just lay down and take a nap for a while. Well, let's see if this car to work at one of the resort hotels. Do you have one in mind? I think you probably do. Well, if you're asking my opinion, how about the Wilderness Lodge at the Magic Kingdom? All right, let's try that one. And sure enough, here we are at the National Park Lodge of the Great American Northwest. Don't you just love the way the Wilderness Lodge looks when you first walk in the lobby? The only thing that's missing is being able to smell the trees in here. It just seems like you're out in the woods. They've got that huge, huge lobby with the wood and stone floors. Oh, it's just beautiful. I mean, it looks like it looks like a tremendously huge log cabin. 
It does. It does. They've got the totem poles and, and all、mm-hmm. the animal details everywhere on the lights and on the fixtures. I always like the bubbling brook that actually starts inside the hotel and then goes outside out the, and drops into the pool. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. I was so surprised when I saw that. The best thing about this place is it has some really fun places to eat at with really good food. Now, we've enjoyed the Whispering Canyon Cafe, but I don't know if you want to ask for ketchup. Don't、there. ask for ketchup. And if you've ever been there, you'll know why. And they have the Roaring Fork as well as Artist Point. And in case you don't get tired waiting for me while I take a rest, they also have a lot of watercraft rentals, bike rentals, and there's even fishing. Not to mention a beach that you can go lay on. Now, one of the cool things about the Wilderness Lodge is that it allows you another option of getting to the Magic Kingdom. I mean, sure, you can take your car, you can take the bus, or. You can take the boat. Exactly. And it's always. Amazing to me how close this hotel is to the Magic Kingdom. It seems like it's just way out there all by itself,、mm-hmm. and yet it's probably one of the closest hotels next to the Contemporary to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, no, it's a great location, but you really feel isolated out there.、And、let's not forget one of the biggest things it's known for is the Fire Rock Geyser. Do you remember seeing that geyser the first time? I do. It's in the first time. Didn't seem like it was working just right. No, it was, it was funny because we were looking for it, waiting for it, and then it came up and we're like, oh, was there a sprinkler head that broke? <laughs> But then after that, it, it got repaired and it was doing just great and it was fun to watch. And the kids have a blast just running around in the water underneath it. So I really like the Wilderness Lodge. It's got great theming and it really makes me feel like I'm back in the outdoors, away from the park. It's a very immersive hotel. I, I like being out there. It's probably going to rate as one of my favorite hotels out there on the Disney property. And the flat screen television kind of helps a little bit too. Having up to date technology, that never hurts. That's right. Hi, everyone. This is Terry, and I am happy to announce a brand new Disney fan podcast. Did you know Disney Tidbits? Simple, fun facts, mysteries, or as I like to call them, Disney Tidbits, brought to you in upbeat short shows, providing crazy behind the magic information that you may or may not know. So join us today for Did You Know Disney Tidbits? You can find us by searching Disney Tidbits in iTunes or by visiting www.lrwh.us and clicking on the Disney Tidbits tab. Keep the child in your heart and the magic on your mind. And we'll see you on Did You Know Disney Tidbits. Well, now that we're finished with our rest here at the Wilderness Lodge, I think it's time to go back into the parks. Okay, well then, how about a snack? You know me, always thinking of. Oh, food. oh let me do this one. I want to do this one. Hey, well, okay, go ahead. All right, just, just follow me with this one, okay? All right. All right, here we go. What are we doing in Frontierland? Hey, where are you going? Right over here. Oh, no. Not a turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Hey, aren't you going to get me one? I think there's enough for both of us with this turkey leg. Oh, all right, all right. So, this is kind of a tradition having a turkey leg every once in a while. 
How'd you find out about this anyway? They're just very popular. Every time I hear about going to the Disney parks, everybody talks about getting the turkey leg, and I think they're, they're popular at every Disney park around the world. The only thing I miss is I always want to have something else with it. You it know? does feel like it, it's, it's a meal in itself, but it needs something else with it as well because just the sheer amount of turkey on the turkey leg, just, you need something to it's overwhelming. break it up. Yeah. I think they should sell it with a little bag of vegetables or something as well as the turkey leg. Or if we're not really thinking of our good health, maybe a bag of french fries from McDonald's might do the trick. Now that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's taking a long time to finish that turkey leg. It's a big turkey leg. Yeah, but come on, we gotta get going. We have some fireworks to see tonight. The day is not over yet. Okay, let's get going. Which fireworks do you want to see? Well, you know I'm always partial to seeing remembered dreams come true at Disneyland. Hey, you know, that's my favorite also. Come on, let's grab this card and go see it. We've arrived, we're almost in the nick of time. We looks like we missed the beginning. We've got a perfect spot Your right in front of the castle. Please. I know. And here we go on the Disneyland Railroad. Now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. This part was always nice, kind of a tribute to the old electrical light parade. I always notice everybody's always smiling. Oh yeah, brings back good memories. to hear the original music. Great to hear, it's so uplifting. It's perfect for fireworks. I like all the flame effects in the background. Favorite ride. Mansion. 
I was so glad that they included this when we first saw this the first time. Ghost host. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Oh, I thought it was such a good idea when this they had the fireworks fire no all around you so they'd be here in the center just no to fill the castle door. even had the fireworks from behind you. Yeah, yeah. Which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. into the castle itself, you know? And then these here that, that explosion is shaped of a red heart, that's just amazing. No Matterhorn, exactly. That was a great effect, you know, when they shot canyons at each other like that. I think this is a really good way to kind of tell a story with the fireworks that I've not ever seen. No, no. You really do get a sense that you're kind of confident in the battle. This is great too because you get to listen to all these excerpts from your favorite rides. You know, so it's just it's a blast to the past. Makes you feel like you're right there in the center of Frontierland. 
target. In fact, that's what this is all about in the story. You're, you're shooting at Sleeping Beauty's castle. It's great. Those first few uh, fireworks were in big faces. smiles. Yeah. Yes. Now they have these big blocks coming out. Come on, everybody! Here we go! No room! No room! No vacancy! No room! You like those, huh? Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. All personnel, clear the launch platform. announces the boarding of the Endor Express. All passengers, please prepare for immediate boarding. R2? Star Wars music seems to fit so naturally with the fireworks as well. Oh yeah, I mean when I first heard the Star Wars startup, it was like, ooh, chills down your back. It was just perfect.
Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom has grown to become the happiest place on Earth to millions the world over. A place where anything is possible, where every dreamer may wish upon a star. Oh look, Tinkerbell's back. She always comes back, you know how she is. Flying here, flying there. They're just so beautiful, aren't they? It's hard to know whether I enjoy the music more or the actual fireworks by themselves. That would make let Tinkerbell fly through all of that. She's pretty nimble, that little thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Oh, oh. Now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Uh-oh. What's wrong? You said the park is closing? Well, sure, but I'm more concerned that this VIP hopper is also shutting down. Why do you say that? Let me take a look. Here, see what I mean? Remember how it used to glow oh, yeah. a little bit? Now it looks, I don't know. Yeah, now it looks like it's beginning to dim. Well, this could be the end of the VIP hopper. Hey, is there any expiration on that card? Hmm, I don't see anything on either side. I guess we just have to wait and see. Maybe I should just bring it home, hang it around Figment's neck again. Maybe he can recharge it with his imagination. You're going to try to recharge the card by hanging it on Figment? Sure, haven't you learned anything today? It's your imagination that allows you to enjoy the Disney experience. So in other words, maybe we could ask Figment to imagine a water park feature on this card? Or we can imagine having dinner reservations at, let's say, Club, Club 33. 33.
me a joke. I just wish I didn't have to keep carrying this stuffed figment around all day. Before we go, we'd like to thank Dolby Man and Martin Smith for some of their live audio used to complete our adventure. Ellie and I hope you've enjoyed our virtual imagination trip to the Disney parks. Thank you for listening to A Window to the Magic as we enjoy four years of bringing you the best audio adventures from throughout the wonderful world of Disney. We appreciate your feedback, so be sure to email or call us soon. Email us at podcast at windowtothemagic.com Call us at 206-984-9886. Join our discussion forums at WTTMforums.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WTTM. Look for us on MySpace, Facebook, and on DizFriends at www.dizfriends.com. Be sure to join us each week as we bring you the wonderful world of the Disney sound experience. But for now, this has been a window to the magic, and we'll see you next time. Surround yourself with the magic.